Hi, I'm Kelsa Dickey, the CEO of the Financial Coach Academy and my financial coaching business, Fiscal Fitness Phoenix. My coaching journey began more than a decade ago with me helping people for free from my dining room table. What was once a little business of mine has grown into a seven-figure company that employs a team of people. My goal is simple, to help you fall more and more in love with financial coaching. I believe financial coaching is the most rewarding way to make a living. If you are an aspiring financial coach or have been coaching for years, I'm here to help you create a business you love that gets your clients massive results. Let's get to it. All right, let's kick off episode 43, how to get more clients from social media. Before I dive into reading an amazing review that was left and a couple of announcements and then getting to the podcast episode, I want to address a couple of things after the last couple of episodes I shared. Thank you to those who reached out. I am okay, I promise. And business is also okay. I had a number of you number of you asking some questions and I didn't even touch on this in the episode, and I'm sorry about that, but business was fine the whole time that I was experiencing those mistakes. I want to be clear about that, and I do think that that is one of the benefits of being in business for a long time is that we've got a really great, solid foundation. Um, And I think the bigger you get, the easier it is to weather really big storms like we experienced. And so when I went to my team and talked with them about how I was feeling and what I had realized and sort of said, I am so sorry. I, you know, sent us down this path and I want to change it and blah, blah, blah. Honestly, they were incredible. They, all the catastrophizing I had done in my mind, none of that came to fruition. And I did not share that in the episode and I'm sorry, but there you go. Business is fine. It was fine the whole time. From the outside looking in, you never would have known anything was wrong. And even internally, uh, when it came to the numbers and clients and that kind of stuff, nothing was wrong. It was really my own internal misalignment that I was trying to share. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for checking on me and my business. You guys are the best. I appreciate you so much. Here is a review from LoreMH21. Hola, Kelsa, and gracias for starting this podcast for aspiring coaches like me. I listened to every single episode in less than a month. Your message and actionable items have given me the confidence to start my coaching business in the next few months. Now I know more than ever, and I'm needed, especially when you emphasize the need for minority and bilingual coaches. Thanks again for the great content. I can't wait for more. Thank you so much. I truly believe more financial coaches are needed. The people in our world, those are neighbors, our family, our friends, they need help with money. And I love that you are leaning in to the people you can serve. Thank you for serving them. They need it. I can't be the one to do it. And I know you can. Thank you so much, Laura MH21 couple of quick announcements. Uh, Next week on November 2nd and 3rd, I am hosting our Think Like a CEO virtual retreat. It is a full two-day coaching experience like nothing you have ever done. To register or find out more, go to financialcoachacademy.com, click on events at the top, and then choose CEO virtual retreat. The retreat is included in the Financial Coach Mastermind, which you've probably heard me talk about before. And it is also open to coaches who are not in the Mastermind. We just closed enrollment in our Mastermind. So we've got a whole bunch of new coaches who recently joined. And of course, we've got all of our OG coaches and those who have been in the Mastermind for years already. Uh, And one of our OG coaches, Julianne Miller, who is absolutely incredible human and coach, by the way. So Julianne, hello, my dear. She shared the following in our mastermind community. She said, 
Oh, let me find it. I just got lost my notes here. She shared the following and I'm going to read it. Uh, Hello, new coaches to the mastermind. You may have started to receive emails from Kelsa and her team. On those emails is an important date. Think like a CEO retreat is being held virtually on November 2nd and 3rd. This has been one of the most impactful parts of my journey and others too. While it is very different for everyone, I highly recommend participating. Mark your calendar now and be intentional with setting aside the time. Julianne, thanks for making sure that the other mastermind coaches, first of all, are knowing what's going on and getting those important dates on their calendar. But then also, I just want you guys to know Julianne is totally right. What someone gains is different for everyone from the uh, virtual CEO retreat. So because of that, it's a little hard for me to explain in the time that I have here on this episode, but it is the most impactful coaching experience you will have this year. I believe that I would love for you to join me for two days on November 2nd and 3rd, head over to financialcoachacademy.com, click on events, and then CEO virtual retreat to register. All right, you guys, we're going to dive into social media marketing today. Let's first start by talking about the purpose and objectives of your social media marketing. Number one, and there are four main objectives. This is literally what we do at Fiscal Fitness. This is how we have everything set up, okay? So number one, our goal and objective is to be authentic. For most of us, we are our, brand, are our brands. That is a tongue twister. We are our brands. The way we live our lives that's our brand. I think that me reaching my goals in life is a testament to the work I do for others as well. I set and achieve goals because I practice what I preach. I can tell someone what to do, or I can simply show them what I am doing and the results I'm getting. The second is much more powerful. Now, that also means that sharing the ugly, sharing those hardships, which I just shared two episodes worth, uh, sharing the challenges on this journey, because those are part of the experience too. That's authenticity. But either way, our goal is to be authentic. Social media is a platform to share, so share. Some ways I fulfill this purpose um, is by sharing more candid photos of me and not just the pre-made Canva images. I share real stories about my life, my failures, as you've learned, and simply my day. Object objective number two is expand our reach. In other words, one outcome you're shooting for is to help people find you, right? This is why gaining followers on your social media is so important. Not because you see your follower number increase and that makes us feel good, but because it means your reach is working. Some ways I do this is by sharing consistently and engaging timely. I connect with influencers in my space and by influencer, I don't necessarily mean the person with 10 million followers or even a million followers. I am talking about the other coach who also trains personal trainers, let's say, which is my niche. And maybe they have 10,000 followers, right? Or 5,000 followers. That is still a unique audience. That's still a unique group of followers that I don't have, right? So, or, you know, that particular podcast host of the podcast that I listen to, those are influencers as well. The other way that you can fulfill this purpose is with things like reels or lives or collaborations with others. All of those are important forms of achie achieving this objective. Objective three is to expedite a confident buying decision. In other words, help people to trust us so that they want to work with us, right? 
In episode 25 of this podcast, I shared the trust triad, which is a framework for your posts that helps to build trust in three key areas. But the idea here is that it's important to boost confidence and overall brand awareness. In other words, you want to deepen the online relationship. You can do this by telling stories. Your brand story is a great example. Your why story, which is something we're going to discuss in the next episode. Your mission and purpose, lessons learned, mistakes made why a particular service or offering was created to begin with, client stories, client conversations, all of those are examples of ways of boosting confidence and trust. You can also do this by triggering an I need this thought, which is done through the concept of an aha moment, which I'm going to touch on in more detail in just a second. Finally, you can help them take action help them to take that initial first step to reach out to you or book a call with you, book a session with you by identifying their key hesitations and roadblocks and helping them to overcome them. And we're going to talk more about that in just a second as well. And then our last objective of our social media marketing is to deliver value. We want to demonstrate our expertise and help people realize results just from the information and content we share on social media. You can do this by sharing tips, strategies, and inspiration. You can ask questions that get people thinking. You can make a concept visual so that they get it better. What I really want to encourage with this one is that you don't just share a piece of content. You don't want to just share the definition of a word, for example. You want to share that, but then I want you to add your thoughts to it, okay? I want you to add your thoughts about that definition or about that concept, about that financial tip or strategy, okay? The example that I have with this, I see people share Dave Ramsey's stuff all of the time, which is fine. I'm not saying there is something wrong with his information. That's not the point of this. But what I need you to do is not just share his stuff. I need you to share your perspective on that thought. Why would they hire you and not Dave Ramsey if you're just sharing all of his stuff and not elaborating on it at all, <laughs> right? Like I just need to share your thoughts on it, okay? Here's a really simple step that you can take if this sounds like something you might be doing. I want you to ask yourself, why do I want to share this? So you see something, obviously you're about to share it for a reason. How come? Then when you share it, simply share that too, right? What you add doesn't have to be profound. It doesn't have to be this big philosophical thing that no one's ever thought of. It just has to be real. It just has to be your take on it, okay? Now, I want to circle back to the third objective that I shared, to expedite a confident buying decision. Sometimes I think coaches forget that the purpose of online marketing is to get clients. In other words, you want to take someone who you formed an online relationship with and you want to try and transition that to a relationship offline, okay? And in order to do this well, you've got to be strategic about it. You can't just wing this part of it. So there are two types of posts that can really help to achieve this goal. The first type are posts that help people experience an aha moment. An aha moment is their spark to start a journey with money. In episode 25 of this podcast, we talked about the stages of learning. So you might want to go back and listen to that if you need a refresher. But in that episode, I talk about the first stage is triggered to get on the journey. It's triggered by an aha moment. When you go from 
unconscious incompetence. Okay. Unconscious incompetence. So like, I don't know how to do something, but I don't even know that I don't know how to do it. Like it's not even on my radar that there's this whole thing out there. I don't know how to do unconscious incompetence. When you go from that to conscious incompetence. So I still don't know how to do it. And now I'm fully aware that I don't know how to do it. Right. The difference between not seeing you have a problem to seeing you have a problem is an aha moment. Okay. It's like a light bulb. And you must experience that in order to start progressing in anything. You cannot solve a problem you don't know that you have. So someone is not going to look to make changes with their money if they don't see they have a problem with money, right? Or they don't see that it could be better and that they want to make it better, right? It's this idea that in order to desire coaching with you, they have to want to make a change. In order to want to make a change, they have to see that something could be wrong or something could be better. And an aha moment is what helps them to see it for the first time. To come up with some of these, the first thing that I want you to do is think about moments of your own life that sparked a change for you. It doesn't have to be a financial change. It can be a fitness change, a health change, relationship change. Maybe you completely overhauled your house and the organization of it. Think about those moments and try to get as specific and detailed from your life as you can. It might be something really subtle. We ask clients about this in our prep work when they first come to us. And the reason we do that is one, because we want to know. And then two, we can turn around and use that in our marketing. And the question isn't, I just want to be clear, what was your aha moment? Okay. No one's going to really understand that question. What we ask is something along the lines of, Have you been thinking about this for a while or has something happened recently that led to your desire to reach out to us today? If you are in the Financial Coach Academy course, you have our prep work. You've seen the questions we ask. You've seen the financial information we ask for. So you've probably seen this question before and now you know why we ask it. We literally take those answers and repurpose them into our marketing, okay? There are some examples that I can share with you. Jill actually does this. Coach Jill on my team does this really well. She talks about how she was sitting in her car and Matt, her husband, texted her and he was going to get some gas. And she thought like, I have no idea if there's even enough money in the account for him to do that. And it was sort of like the last straw for her, right? And that's when she reached out to help. That first step was her reaching out for help to a friend, right? But that was her aha moment. You can hear more about Jill's story in episode 33. I highly recommend you take a listen to episode 33 if you have not already. It is one of the most popular episodes we have because in it, Jill talks about that moment when she signed up for financial coaching. She was with me um, as I was her coach first, and she talks about that thought process, what she went through, where she was at emotionally, mentally, financially, when she first signed up for coaching and why she decided at that point to put my fee at the time on a credit card and why she made that decision for herself. And she talks about it from a sales perspective now that she's on the other side of the coaching table, the coaching relationship, right? So very powerful episode, episode 33. I hope you go back and take a listen if you haven't listened. When um, another example, sorry, we're talking about aha moments uh, is when, and these are just things that people have told us. It's when they saw someone else 
paying off their debt and they had the same amount as them, right? And they were like, that person makes less than me or that person makes less than my husband and I and look at what they've been able to do. That motivated them to figure out like, what the hell are we doing? That was their aha moment, right? Another example that has been shared with us is my husband's aha moment was realizing how much money we made, but feeling broke because of how much money we spent. And this is where I think sometimes with aha moments, I just want to set this really clear expectation. It's not one moment in time all of the time. It's not like I overdrafted my checking account when I had never overdrafted it before. Sometimes it's like I overdrafted my checking account yet again. It's something I had done dozens of times before, but for some reason, this time it mattered, right? This time it hit me. Sometimes it's really subtle. It's a conversation with a friend. It's an observation at the store. It's having your card declined at the grocery store or something like that, right? It's being awake late at night and not being able to sleep because you're so worried about money. It really like realizing that you went to the mailbox and you didn't want to go to the mailbox because you were so afraid of like any past due bills that were going to be in there. And like realizing as you walked to the mailbox, oh my God, I don't even want to go to my own mailbox, right? Like these are just very nuanced moments for people. They're intimate moments. And so I really want you to just pay attention to those from your own life. That way you can sort of see what types of moments I'm talking about. And then another expectation I just want to set, it is not going to be one post that triggers an aha moment for somebody oftentimes. It's a combination of all of your posts that helps them to experience an aha moment. Okay. Your goal though, in your social media marketing is to create aha moments for clients. These are their light bulb moments. These are their ahas. You can do that by telling stories, share your own aha moments from your life, even if it had nothing to do with money. Okay. It just helps people to know, to pay attention to them. Okay. Um, so that's an aha moment. That is the, uh, post number one type that I want to share today. And the second type of post that you can use are posts about someone's perceived roadblocks. And by perceived roadblock, I'm referring to those things that are stopping them from achieving their future dreams and visions. You can also get even more specific. Maybe it's a roadblock about why they can't do coaching or why coaching isn't right for them or um, why they'll never be good with money. So I've got a whole bunch of examples here. So I'm just going to read through some of these. They think budgeting is restrictive. If you are using the word budget and that you help people create budgets in your marketing all of the time, and you aren't also addressing that budgets don't have to be restrictive, I promise you this is one of the biggest roadblocks that some of your followers are having from reaching out to you. Why would nobody wants to be on a budget? Let's just be honest. I'm actually going to talk about this in a future episode. Um, so when we talk about budgets, we have to talk about it in a way that pokes holes in those perceived roadblocks right? Um, they think that they're not good with money. They don't know how to manage their money or they've never learned. And that is a limitation. They think because I've never learned, I'm never going to learn. Um, an inability to maintain inner accountability. They might feel like I wouldn't follow through with this. I'm not gonna be able to stick with it. Right. Uh, I don't need to worry about money. Some people think that I'll always make enough is a version of that. Uh, money is too hard. I'll do it later. I have time. 
my income fluctuates. There's no way this coach can help me. If a lot of your clients have a fluctuating income, make sure you're talking about a fluctuating income often in your marketing so that they know it's something you can help with because people stop themselves all the time. Like I want to hire someone, but there's no way she could help me because my income is all over the place. Right. And I'm thinking like, I can handle that with my eyes closed. Like that's not that big of a deal to me, right? Like don't let that stop you. I've got strategies galore to help you with a fluctuating income, right? Um, I should do another podcast episode about that, by the way. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's see, I'm having big months. I don't need this right now when we have realtors who are, you know, sort of riding the wave of the market up and like they can sell houses like crazy and that kind of thing. They think this, right? Like it's easy to think like this is always gonna be the case. Uh, overwhelm or maybe not knowing where or how to start, uh, hesitations or roadblocks on the perceived cost of seeking help. Excuse me. Um, they may have shame about the situation that they're in and they don't want to admit that they can't manage their finances on their own. And so this is something you may want to speak to if you feel like it's something your clients routinely experience, um, identity, Maybe they're just thinking like, I am someone who just isn't good with money. And so it's like this sense of helplessness almost or hopelessness, Um, scarcity. Maybe they feel like they don't have enough time, energy, money to deal with the problem. Address that if you feel like that is a big part of your clients. Um, Comparison with others that leave them feeling demotivated or uninspired and envious. Like that's for those people. That's for other people. It's not for me, right? So make sure you're addressing that. And then the last one is perfectionism. Want to do it the right way, which leads to analysis paralysis or you know, no progress at all. And so, you know, you might want to address that in your marketing. You can say things like taking a step is better than no step at all. Or, um, you know, that there's a million things we can uncover in one session, uh, you know, those types of things. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick just one of these. And then on a sheet of paper, I want you to write, you might be thinking dot, 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 and then give a short answer. That's how these types of post perceived roadblocks start. You might be thinking, and then that's when you want to call out the perceived roadblock that they have, right? And I want you to right away after you call it out, give a very short answer to it. Okay. The reason you want to lead with the perceived roadblock, that's the hook. And then you give a short answer immediately following is that's for your skimmers. That's for the people who are just scrolling really quickly. They want to be called out and then they want a solution. No fluff, right? So you give them that short answer. Then you can dive in. You can tell a story. You can share stats. You can give examples. You can explain why this happens or how it's not necessarily true maybe. Um, And then after you share that in your post, you state the answer again. This is essentially your conclusion now, okay? It's kind of weird. You're going to put the conclusion at the top because that's for the skimmers, okay? And then after the conclusion, you share a call to action. To talk about how coaching helps with this, DM me or go here or call me or you know whatever your call to action is, which quick tip is I would write like three or four calls to action and rotate them. Like you don't need to like come up with calls to action that are unique and fresh for every single post come up with a few and just sort of circulate them on all of your posts. Uh, It also helps just with decision fatigue. Uh, The point is this, in order to expedite the buying decision process, 
you want to help people create aha moments, seeing that they either have a problem or that they want something different while overcoming any perceived roadblocks that they're experiencing. That is what helps them to take action from online to offline, okay? Which is one of your goals of your marketing. Coaching is all about figuring out what you think of something and how that is impacting how you feel and the actions you take. In order to honor the coaching philosophy, I want to end each episode with a question that is for you to ponder. The purpose is to deepen your awareness and help you gain clarity on today's topic. It also creates the opportunity for you to share your thoughts with me and also with other financial coaches. I'd love to hear from you. If you are listening or watching on YouTube, drop a comment with your answer to today's question or join the conversation in our free community for financial coaches. Hop on over to Facebook and search Financial Coaches Unite and ask to join. Your question for this episode, coach, is how can you up-level your social media game in order to expedite a confident buying decision? How can you up-level your social media game in order to expedite a confident buying decision? In the next episode, we're going to talk about starting with your why. I believe financial coaching is the best and most rewarding way to make a living. I truly love what I do. If you're ready to learn and see how to become a profitable, successful financial coach, check us out at financialcoachacademy.com to learn more about our online online courses, free trainings, and events. As always, I love hearing from you. If you have any questions for this podcast or thoughts you want to share with me, submit them at financialcoachacademy.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this podcast, please subscribe on YouTube and leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. I will see you next week, coach.